0: The All-City NFL podcast, Brian Baldy-Baldinger. Yes. I'm Anthony Gargano Cousin. This is the Meat Locker. As we were here at NFL Films, going over an amazing day of football yesterday. Yeah. For What well, was it? Football all day long, from the morning till night. It was amazing.
1: how the bags look under my eyes, Cousin? So they, they look like, great, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been in look here. Look like I've been God. in here since. I've been in, Like, I was in Baltimore yesterday to watch Baltimore just completely dismantle Seattle in every way. Got back here last night around 7. Worked, you know, watched a lot of the 1 o'clock games. um, Got the Eagles game in last night. That came in late. And then got up here and got through a bunch of the other games here today. So, it's all fresh, cuz. It's all fresh.
0: It it was a great day yesterday. Just an amazing day of football. I mean, it starts in the morning in Germany. I mean, let's talk about it because... That was such a great, great football game. And you know what was interesting? We all thought, you know, it was some Chiefs Dolphins offense, yeah. offense, explosion, everything else. It was about defense. Look, no secret, we love Spags. Yeah. Steve Spagnolo, I think, one of the great defensive coordinators ever. Uh, he showed you yesterday, just how do you stop that offense? And he grounded that offense to a halt.
1: Well, he did a couple of things, you know, and... Spags has he's got a lot of pieces to work with. All right. He's got corners that can play man coverage. Yeah. He's got a defensive line that can beat one on one blocks. Sneed. They've got speed at linebacker. Okay. They're playing without Nick Bolton right now, but it's it's okay. That whatever they have, Willie Gay, uh, Leo Chanel, like they've Drew Tranquil. They've got so he's got talent. And then they did a couple things. Like, for example, Miami loves the quick game. Let's get the ball to Waddle. Let's get the ball to... They attacked the quick game. Attacked it. Never let it get going. All right? So they took that away. Then nobody blitzes their corners more than Spags. Jalen Watson, free on a, on a corner cat blitz. Right? They're so disruptive.
0: It's funny. When I, when I watch all his pressures, Yeah, I, I see Jim Johnson. Like Listen, Spags will always tell you, like, you know, because no, nobody used to blitz his defensive backs yeah.
1: like Jim. So, you know, I mean... One of the things, one of the reasons why Brian Dawkins is a Hall of Fame is because he was a playmaker in safety. He wasn't just back there, right. cover two, right. you know, robbing the middle of the field. Like, he was active in the blitz game, yeah. the pressure game, uh, stunts. Like, he was a part of it. So, all those guys, Troy, Bobby, like all the guys he had. But, you know, so Spags learned, obviously, from there. And, and, and then, so they did that. Then they gave up one explosive play the whole day. One in the passing game. One explosive play. So, they were protecting themselves in the back end. And Tua could not get the ball down the field for big chunks, so that was a part of it. And then, you know, they they threw some blitz zero at them at the very end, and you know, Miami didn't they they didn't handle it well.
0: Well, I was you know, partly like you saw the one snap at the end of the game, the Aaron snap. Now again, it's it's eye level, right? So Tua's got to be able to catch. I mean, it's right here. It's not a perfect snap, but it's right here. And I'll contend that when you're looking at Man Zero in front of you yeah. and all those red jerseys that coming at you, you know, listen, sometimes you're going to take your ass off the ball trying to figure out where am I going to go with the football?
1: Well, they so they gave up one touchdown drive the whole day. You know, they got a second touchdown was off a turnover. Yeah. They had a short field. But they took one of these, you know, one of the premier offenses in football. And, okay, they gave a couple runs to Mostert, but for the most part, like they just kept them – just trying to grind it out. like, And that's not how Miami wants to play. But on the other side, like Vic Fangio, he put together a great game plan, too. He took away Kelsey. He took away – Kelsey had three catches for 14 yeah, yards. That's yeah, not a misprint. Yeah. Now, he, when he was a head coach in Denver, he played Kansas City six times. And in four of the six games, Kelsey had less than 50 yards receiving. So, he, like, he, he's maniacal about not necessarily, like, taking – the, the the big part of your offense away. Like, how are we going to take the big part, the big play? Like, how are we taking your number one guy out? What are we going to do? Obviously, that's Kelsey. Like, you think about a pivotal part in that game. It's third and one. And, you know, all right, you figure, give the ball to Pacheco. All right, maybe you don't think he's big enough, powerful enough. Okay. And he doesn't have a power back. All right. So, they go to the Mahomes. Fine. Who's he looking for? Kelsey. Man, they don't let Kelsey get off the line of scrimmage. No, and that was the thing before because anytime it's fourth and short or third and short, they just post them up. Yeah, eh? well, they run they, they run all these like basic yeah. patterns. Yeah, but it's it's low post, you know. But like he couldn't get off the line of scrimmage, nah. and Mahomes is like holding. Next thing you know, he's like throwing it, to, you know, to this third and one, and they're just eating it and giving it back to Miami. So the thing, really this weekend is I saw defenses. I saw defenses that are so far ahead of offenses in this league right now, especially in one particular conference.
0: Yeah. Uh, you're going to talk about the AFC, and you were at the game in Baltimore, so you saw an amazing display with that Ravens team. Wow, man. Seattle's offense is good. Like, that's yeah. no
1: joke. No, they have they have a lot of things that they can do. They have, you know, obviously DK and Tyler. You know, those guys have put up over 1,000 yards together receiving they four straight bump. years in a row. And Jigba, but, you know, you Kenneth Walker. Backs. Yeah. Charbonneau, Charbonneau, they've got three tight ends. Like, they've got versatility to the offense. And they're well coached. I mean, Pete Carroll's a hell of a coach. You know, they took Seattle apart, cuz. Like, Geno Smith, they lead the league in sacks. All right? They hired Chuck Smith to be their pass rush specialist and outside linebacker coach. All right? So, Kyle Noy was on the street three weeks ago. He gets two sacks. Uh, you look at Jadevian Clowney and what he's doing. It's like he's had a, a renaissance. Yeah, yeah. You look at a young player like Adafe Owe, what he's doing. Justin Matabike leads all interior defensive alignment in this league in sacks with seven and a half. They have Geno Stone leads the league in interceptions. Like they're on every level of their defense. Red zone defense, forget it. They just they just they they literally choke you out. They put you in an octagon, they choke you out. And so it's not just one week though. They did this to Detroit two weeks ago. Annihilated them. Like, Thirty-five, uh, nothing. And again, another really good offense. Yes, with that blind. we talk about with Ben Johnson all the time, head coach possibility, yeah, offense yeah, coordinator. Yeah, yeah. So you think about it: in four of the nine games this year, the Ravens haven't given up a touchdown against two. In, in
0: this league, that is always offense, that is always basketball and grass, that we always talk about stops, not like dominant. Hey, we got to get stops,
1: man. So, like, okay, so they've given up a total of nine touchdowns in nine games. Yeah. Okay. So, in some of it was garbage time against Arizona last week, but regardless, nine touchdowns in nine games. Um, Mike McDonald's the defensive coordinator. Um, they they blitz when they have to blitz, but their speed at linebacker and Roquan and Patrick Queen—they do so many things with those guys. They just clean up everything up.
0: Well, it's interesting because you talk about Roquan Smith and you talk
1: about Patrick Queen,
0: who we both loved at LSU. Mm-hmm. The linebacker, which was Passe, the Ravens tell you, you know what? Yeah. There's a place in this
1: league for great linebackers. Well, Baltimore, you know, their first, you know, first pick, second pick in 1996 was Ray Lewis. Yeah. So Ray Lewis set the standard. CJ Mosley. Yeah. Like they've always had guys, they always paid guys. They feel like guys that never come off the field, play every down, affect the passing game and the run game, have a, a physical presence to them. All right, because that's that's still how you yeah. win games.
0: Well, right, especially now because you know there's so much speed, right? So mm-hmm. they want to get you quick hitters and then go, mm-hmm. right? Like Jack Wraps, boom, mm-hmm. go. So all of a sudden, if I light you up over the middle. Uh, you're not going to think twice, you're going to think twice about that.
1: Yeah, well, they they did a bunch of that yesterday, and they've been doing it. And so defense is the theme, and and you look at Baltimore, you look at a whole division right now, the NFC or the AFC North, you look at what Cincinnati is doing, okay, to Buffalo last night, what they did to Seattle, what they did to San Francisco. You look at what Cleveland did yesterday, another shutout. Obviously, I mean, Clayton, Tune. Okay. okay. Right, but right. they still, they shut them out. They don't fool around. Jim Schwartz doesn't fool around. And so that defense shows up every week um, outside of maybe one game against Indianapolis where they gave up too many uh, plays in the run game, you know, and then what Pittsburgh has been doing defensively, and it was only going to get better. So my thing is. That's Cincinnati. I, real quick. Cincinnati.
0: You can't run on them. No. And Buffalo, as we go. Uh, we know about the week. Well, they about try to run. run. But,
1: hey, you know, they, they tried a little bit with Cook last night. You well, couldn't. You, you could, can't run on them. But here's the thing. You like everybody in Buffalo was just sickened when they lost to Cincinnati in the playoff game. And they got beat in the trenches badly by CIO, by Cincinnati. And the same thing happened yesterday. It you literally could have taken the same page out of that playbook back in January. Yeah. It was the exact same duplication yesterday.
0: It was. All right. I want to get back to Kansas City a little bit. All right, let's go. Because that was a big win mm-hmm. in Germany. And I want you to come back, and let's get to it. We're going to touch on Eagles-Dallas coming up a little bit. All right, we'll talk about a lot of stuff. We'll preview uh, the Monday night game, the last game of Week 9, which is the Chargers and the Jets. But I, I want to go back to yesterday morning, kind of go incrementally throughout the day. So one of the things that you were we were talking about and that you were pointing out was look at what, how they attacked the perimeter. Mm. And that's one of the things that the Chiefs did yesterday. Because all that speed that Miami has, they love to go on the perimeter. So they attack the perimeter. Would you say
1: they were what? Like a pack of hungry wolves. Right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but look at Justin Reed coming from the sky, from the safety position. He reads it. As soon as Tyreek turns around, like there's five jerseys. they defeat every block at the point, and then they just bring all the reinforcements in. You know, and Tyreek's got no place to go.
0: It's so interesting uh, from that X and O standpoint of how they played Miami, which is, you know, up front, pressures, unique pressures, attacking the perimeter, but look what's behind them. You know, that's really interesting because Spag's played a lot of zone behind them, yes. making sure that, you know, you're not getting beat over the top. That it, I mean, what a gameplay! It felt like there were 13 guys out on the field.
1: Well, they they had they got one explosive play the whole day. But, like, you know what like i was saying, like, here's Jalen Watson at the bottom. Coming off the corner. Like, look at his pressure. Like, they blitz blitzing the middle linebacker, Drew Tranquil, and they're coming with Jalen Watson. So they pick up their back, picks up Tranquil. All right. it's on him, but Watson comes free. And Tua just happens to be looking to the three receiver side, so he doesn't even see him or feel him yeah. and he goes down. Yeah. Like, but Spags is always, you look at any game this year, but in his history, what he loves about blitzing corners is its speed to the quarterback. Like, it's great if you have Chris Jones and he can beat a double team, but that takes time. You get a corner like this who doesn't show any inclination that he's coming. None. He's just square looking right at the receiver, Cedric Wilson's uh, belt buckle right there, and doesn't give any hint that he's coming. No pre-snap. And it's a free release. And it's speed. And all of a sudden, all Tua can do is just go down.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's such a great pressure. That's such a great design. Because it just takes you out. Look, He's looking at this. It's amazing. He's looking at the strong side. I love this play because where you're, 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 where you're looking at right here is you watch them collapse and in the back end. Look at how they just have everything covered in the back
1: end. Everything. They're, they're driving on everything from from deep to short. So you're watching Justin yeah. Reed come right here and he's attacking Cedric Wilson and like he's just like it's all legit. But man, he cracks him he right cracks in the middle him. of the yeah. field. But you know, the middle of the field is the most valuable piece of real estate in a football game. And so, you know, Miami loves their in cuts. Yeah. They just do. They like their digs, they like those in cuts. Listen, and, I mean,
0: you know, you hit you hit one, you break free. Yeah. you're to the
1: house, it's over. Right. And so like you make you make them think about coming across the middle like that with those kind of hits.
0: Um I love how they're just bored in too. Like they're just fueling themselves too.
1: But they Sneed, do this too. Like Duffy. Like these guys attack receivers. Like you watch Legarius Sneed at the bottom here. Like, he's got a one hand jam right to the chest of Tyreek Hill. Now, he still gets off it and gets down the field, but literally, like, they show no fear of trying to win right at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. It shows up like we, but look at where the safeties are. Like, you know, so even if Legereus missed, okay, which he doesn't, but if he did miss right there, he's still in the trail technique with safeties over the top. He's got help. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, that's just incredible
0: defensive design, which is, it, we thought that that game would be all explosive. Now, you talked about taking Kelsey out. Did the Chiefs offensively, like and Patrick Mahomes talked about it, because obviously there was a defensive score by the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So he was asked about their offense, and he's like, yeah, we're in like a tickoff. off. Mm-hmm. And what what do you think it is offensively?
1: Well, they do rely heavily on Kelsey, you know, mm-hmm. to to convert first downs, um, to stay on the field, sustain offense. And when he has three catches for 14 yards, like you, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, Ray Shee-Rice, who caught a touchdown. You know, you look at Kadarius Tony, uh, Sky Moore, like they're just not good enough right now to go change the game. Like they'll have catches. Mahomes will find them. But they're just not good enough to change the game can right now. Can you get anything out of McKinnon? Because that's an Andy piece. Andy loves that back that can can... Is a mismatch out of the backfield. Well, watch that. So McKinnon scored a touchdown. Yeah. So on the play, you, I mean, I can uh, look at it right here, but. Um, she is the best, right? We're actually taking you, hey, this
0: is what we do in this thing. Some of the stuff we can't show you for obvious reasons through the NFL license, but, you know, we're trying to give you this insight into it.
1: So, go So, ahead, watch, watch this. So, so, Kelsey's at the top. So, watch Miami. Like, they're, 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 they're. Geared up for Kelsey here. He's going to run this cross. And watch Miami here. Yeah. So they completely blow the coverage because they're so McKinley's paranoid about open. Kelsey. McKinley's three guys and Jet McKinnon stuff. is wide open. So, you know, sometimes you go, oh, well, Kelsey had three catches for 14 yards. All right. But Mahomes' job is to throw it to the open receiver. Like, that's the mistake that receivers make when they start whining about not getting the ball. Like, Kelsey is the ultimate decoy here. Yep. He takes all the coverage with them, and Jet McKinnon is wide open. And McC- Mahomes does the right thing. He throws it to Jet, and he loves it, you know, and he finishes it for their second touchdown of the day. And that was, it's funny, McKinnon was a big weapon for him. Yes. During those
0: runs, and he hasn't been, that was the only time that we saw him, really, the last few weeks. Now, Andy is a master, too, because Andy can sandbag, mm-hmm. and Andy will bring things in and out, show you a little bit, mm-hmm. and then, kind of sandbag stuff and wait. And that's one, to me, McKinnon, again, is
1: someone I think. Plus, he's he's great in pass protection. Yeah. So he's a third down back. Yeah. But, you know, right now, the Chiefs are in first place, again, with a good record, but they're being led by their defense. The defense is, even last week when they lost to Denver, I mean, the the offense turned over five times. The defense bailed them out a bunch. But their defense, if they win another championship, the defense is going to be the MVP.
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable. I, I, it's funny because I know how much you know how much of the cap space that they allot to offense mm-hmm. compared to defense, and you know Spags has done a just an amazing job teaching his defense mm-hmm. and getting those well, guys to Well, he played
1: four rookies in the secondary last year. I oh, am. Yeah. won a Super Bowl. Yeah. And those kids, They've you know. McD- and McDuffie, who was their best outside corner, went inside because they didn't have a nickel, mm-hmm. so he went inside to play nickel. And now he's got McDuffie and Sneed on the outside. And they've got a variety of guys playing inside right now. You know, whether it's Edwards, they've got different guys playing it. Watson. And so, you know, they have the matchups they want on the outside right now.
0: All right. So let's go from the AFC champion of last year to the NFC champion of last year. It was a thrilling game, man. Oh, yeah. Eagles and Cowboys. Wow. I mean, the ending was ridiculous and... The whole thing. But let's, before we get into that, let's talk about this Eagles offense. Because we were watching it. And let's start with Jalen. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we were talking about the knee and the band wheel. But as a thrower, he has, he made some incredible throws from the pocket yesterday
1: that were ridiculous. Yeah. You pointed out the one to Devontae. Well, the, the touchdown to Devontae Smith. I mean, it's a double move on the outside against Ron Bland, But the throw, and and Jalen is, like he. he you could put him up against any pocket quarterback in the league right now, how he played from the pocket. Whether it's Joe Burrow, pick a guy that's great from the pocket. Kirk Cousins, when healthy. Like, all these guys that could do that. He looked like one of those players. And the feet were calm. He was stepping into his throws. And he threw it with t- such touch. Like, that throw yeah, the accuracy to Devontae, ridiculous. we watched it a couple times. Yeah. Like it's, a, it's over the back shoulder, right? Devon Bland is right here in the hip pocket. Like, he's in great shape. All right. The only way he can get beat is if the ball lands here, like this. And he put it right there. And Devontae had enough real estate because the ball was so well thrown to toe tap to make sure the feet were in. And he dragged him. For, and it was, it was you didn't even have to look at it, it was clean.
0: It's funny. I was looking at Devontae yesterday because I had a feeling that Devontae would, you know, listen, you know that the, the Cowboys are not going to let A.J. Brown beat you. So I thought Devontae could have a, a big game yesterday. His feet. Are ridiculous. I, and I was waiting for him through you know, the first half of the game. Like mm-hmm. you know what, you got to get Devontae involved. and boom touchdown, and I, I his feet are
1: spectacular. Yeah. Well, he, you know he, that's how he separates. You know because obviously he doesn't have the size that AJ has and all that. But he you no know, his his thing is quickness, acceleration. He's got great leaping ability, but he wins with his feet. Yeah, yeah. And then Jalen also made there was another throw. The one that got, got her. her. On the right sideline, which was just but you saw sick. like like anybody that would say just you know uh, the type of reactionary things that fans say. Oh, he can't read the defense. Like he doesn't go through prog- like he goes through every progression and then makes the throw. And we watched the and, team. And, and he stepped up in the pot, Like
0: he's the subtle moves. We all I mean for every time we talk about movement in the pocket, we always talk about Brady, right? Because mm-hmm. nobody made right great subtle moves like Brady. Just a step here, a step there. To find that space to, to deliver the football, and we, we saw that
1: from, on that Goddard throw. We saw that from Jalen. But you know, like so, you know, the off season was like, okay, so how does Jalen get better? Can he get better? You know, what what is it going to be? Does he have to run for fifteen touchdowns? Um, what's what's the? So I feel like he he's always going to keep evolving. You know, he's you know he's you know I mean you know how we all know how Jalen is in front of the media. He's, he's excellent, but we know what we're going to get. But his thing is. The things that he says, it may sound cliche, but it's like he's working on getting better at every little part of this game. And right now we're watching him from pocket. Now maybe some of it is like that bone bruise is, is real. We saw Parsons hit him. I don't know what happened to him on the play, yeah. but he wasn't getting up yeah. the way he usually gets yep. up. So something was there. Yeah,
0: he usually bops right off.
1: So, you know, I mean, look, whatever the issues have been, like maybe, maybe in some way – it's like a hidden blessing that now he has to, like, stay there. He can't just escape and then go, uh, you know, go play uh, the, you know, the scramble game. You know, like Stay in the pocket, read your plays, read your, your keys, find the open guy and make the throw. And, like, he, I, I pointed out six throws from the pocket yesterday. They're as good as you can get.
0: Well, the other thing, too, is – and we'll get into the game itself and, and kind of the bigger ramifications, but the, the inside – Is really impressive. And we talked about the play design. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing the Eagles are so, so good at. Nick Sirianni knows how to design plays. Like, there was the one that we looked at with the twins. He's got twins. And he he winds up bringing a guy underneath. A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown underneath. Like, the design of that play is just mind-boggling because it's un- it's indefensible. We talk about scheming, mm-hmm. you know, guys open. That was a play around the, goal, around the goal line, in the red zone, deep in the red zone, where you're able to convert because
1: of that. Well, they converted all three you know, plays yeah. in the red zone. But, you know, that one to A.J. Brown, like, they weren't great. Remember, Kelsey throwing his helmet on the sideline in one of the games earlier in the year because they were just so frustrated in the red zone. So, they're putting their time into it, but... They anticipated the Cowboys to be a man coverage, which they were a great deal yesterday. And you know, they they got him in man. Stephon Gilmore is covering AJ Brown, but they just they the 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 play fake to DeAndre Swift really holds the interior uh, linebackers and yeah, in safeties. The freeze. And then you get you get uh, Jalen on the outside, and here comes you know AJ just free. Gilmore has no chance to get there. Nah. And so you know they score from the three, and it's really well designed and well executed. And conversely,
0: uh, we know about the obviously the big play with the Cowboys and not being able to get in, which was the, diff- the two big difference of the game: Dak foot on the sidelines, mm-hmm. and then the fourth two down at the
1: goal line. Yeah, well, I mean, look, it's uh, but be- even before that, the third down play from the four yard line. You know, I you, you look at the design, you're like, well, what are they trying to do? Like, where yeah, should everybody Dak go? Everybody
0: was bunched up. Just That's like, the
1: play. It. That he escaped and Slay hit him and Cunningham hit him and they flipped him upside down and he gained three yards the one. But on the play, I can't figure out what the design is supposed to do. Like th- nobody is nobody's popping out. Well, no, there's no out everything there's is. No outcuts. Everything eight is cuts. In, yeah. And the Eagles are just sitting there. So they're on bunched. Every, like Dak's looking at it. He, there's nothing to throw to. He's got no easy throw. There's nothing designed. So he breaks the pocket. Like Slay attacked it. I mean it was a great play by Slay. And then Cunningham finished it. So then they have fourth down at the one, and even that play, they they run uh, mirrored routes. They ran the same thing at the bottom between Cooks and C.D. Lamb, and Cooks popped free, wide open, and wide open. But you know, look, Dak's got to pick a side. He doesn't have time. It's fourth and one. You pick a side, you go with it. So he went to the side with Ferguson and Schoonover, and Ferguson did a lousy job of picking Reed Blankenship, and Blankenship got underneath it and was able to make the tackle to Schoonover. And, you know, you, you don't get the School ball. Man, man's go. got to go deeper, too. He's got to go run well, you, a you, little you, bit deeper, you, too. Probably. You know, knowing that the, the safety is underneath and yeah. right on you, he's going to tackle the catch. But it was it came down to details. Like, they did not run that pick the way you have to run the pick. Nah. And that it, is
0: interesting, because you're right. On the other side,
1: I mean, Cooks is wide open no for a walk Yeah, I mean, the back judge might make the tackle. Like, that's as <laughs> close as it's going to come.
0: But there you go. They're like, to me... That's kind of the difference in that game yesterday where you see the Eagles, man, they just execute. They're a money team, and they execute when it's, it's money time, man. Like, that's the difference.
1: One team executes, the other doesn't. But you just wonder, you know, like, see, like nobody could cover C.D. yesterday. He, he was an amazing man, player. I, he really is. And Dak, got, like Dak played a great game. He, play, he played a fantastic game. And you know, I mean, Dak's got to live with the loss, and the team's got to live with the loss, and it's tough. But you just wonder, like CD, nobody could cover him. And in those last two plays, there's no play to CD. Like the Eagles get it to AJ Brown, they get it to their playmaker all the time. Like we're gonna we're gonna finish this play in the paint. We're gonna go to Devontae and on the outside. He talks
0: about it. Sirianni talks about it. It's like no different than an NBA game. You
1: want the ball in Damian Lillard's hand. Yeah. You You want the ball in your playmaker's hand. So what are we going to do and how are we going to do it? And I just feel like as good as C.D. and even Ferguson yesterday was outstanding. But, like, those two guys didn't touch the ball. Like, both those guys, in fact, on the final play, both Ferguson and C.D. Lamb were responsible for setting the screen. You would think that they would be the primary.
0: Right. 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 Like what are you trying to do? All right, let's take a look at the game from both vantage points for what it means. Now, I do want to talk to you about the Eagles' defense. Mm-hmm. Is there an issue? I mean, they struggle covering the tight end. You saw for you mentioned Ferguson. Ferguson yesterday beat Nickobe Dean a bunch. He was open. There was a couple times he was open. And he even didn't get the ball. Is there an issue in the Eagles' back
1: end? Yeah. Look, they've given up eighteen touchdown passes in nine games. That's too many. That's that's just a stat, but you know when CD, I mean everybody had their chance at him. Like, why are you playing all this man coverage? Why wouldn't you play if you got if you're getting beat by CD Lamb and and, and Jake Ferguson in man coverage, and Eli Ricks can't cover? Like, do you put Slay on him? You put a different guys on him, but like nobody could cover him. So why wouldn't you go to zone and keep everything in front of you? You know, like if you play a two deep zone, cause you got two safeties deep. You're five underneath, like you've got all the zones covered, all right? Like you're not going to get any explosive plays against that. It's going to be hard. I mean, there's man beaters, there's cover two beaters. There are you can hit the whole shot? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, ideally, like sit and cover two. If you're having trouble defending those two players, and just rally to the ball, like I would adjust, and I wouldn't let two guys go up and down the field on us like that.
0: And look, I I am not gonna go into this old adage of you know, you gotta play, you gotta, you know, go man zero. We're talking about spags sending everybody. I'm not talking about that. But there is a time when I think you do need a little bit more pressures just to help out. You're, you have a great front. The Eagles live and eat off that front. We saw Jalen Carter get a big play on Dak yesterday. But they
1: don't get any free hitters. Mm-mm. Like Josh Wetkin can win and Hassan Reddick's playing great, yep. playing great football. Yeah. And they get pressure up the middle. Um, but sometimes you just need a knockout punch. You just need a quick ollie jab to knock somebody out. Yeah, we And saw they don't with, do that with Kansas City. Kansas City does it all the time, and Baltimore does it. Like some of these teams, you know, uh, Schwartz is not afraid to do it in Cleveland. You know, and then you play your man coverage behind it. Right. You know, but get a free hitter. Like you know, add that to the arsenal. They they got to look. Eagles going into a bye week at eight and one. It's hard to nitpick, right? Yeah. Oh no. But I, what I would do and I'm sure Nick is doing this, like, I would self-scout myself. Like, what are our weaknesses? Why are we? Obviously, all the injuries, you know, have been Avante and all the guys they've lost in the secondary. It's real. Sidney Brown trying to cover CeeDee Lamb. I mean, it's
0: tough. It's 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 tough. tough.
1: Yeah. But, you know, at some point you go, okay, maybe this is who we are in the back end. So maybe we've got to do some things to speed the quarterbacks up. You know, maybe this is where they kind of self scout themselves, and we see some alterations. Yeah, because I, I, I think Sean decides a smart guy. I, I do. Too.
0: I, I I think, and I'm hoping that, you know, I'm sure he's seeing the same, he sees the same thing we are. But just the idea of, you know, what maybe we need to mix in a little bit of that sort of thing. The other thing, Baldy, yeah. is when they are eight and one, and they're the class of the NFC, and what they bought themselves is they bought themselves a big cushion. Schedule gets pretty ridiculous. You you know, Kansas City, after the bye, on a Monday night, you're going to face Buffalo. You get the Cowboys again in Dallas. I mean, there's some here in Seattle. I mean, the schedule's pretty nasty. You're 8-1. You got a great cushion. And you're going to need a cushion, especially the Goddard injury mm-hmm. is a the fracture in the forearm. is a big deal, man.
1: Yeah. It is. And it'll be interesting to see... How they change, you know? Like you saw uh, uh, Big O come in there yesterday. The guy they picked up from Denver and um, Aqua. Yeah, Aqua a- Banan. I'm just messing up the pronunciation, but yeah, I'm. You know, I'm stole right. like they're right. guys. They're guys. Um, they might have to go more for wideout. You yeah. might have to have more Julio.
0: I actually liked Alberto. We'll call him Alberto. Albert All right, I liked him when he was in Denver, and I remember when Howie, because I, I, I told him, I was like, wow, that's a good move. Because God forbid something happened. He is a season giant. He's six seven, six eight, can get down the field, get big hands. I'm I don't know. I mean, I, I always thought he had a little something. I guess we'll find out. Well,
1: I mean, his last preseason game, Denver played the Rams and they put up forty, and Albert O was the best player on the field. And he and that's you know, they cut him. They had a big log jam at tight end yeah. there in Denver. And you know how he picked him up off the wire. So he hadn't really had a chance to play. He's gonna get a great opportunity here. All right, flip side, what is
0: that loss do to Dallas?
1: Well, there's still, you know, Jerry Jones talked about it a little bit this week. Like, this, there's no such thing as measuring stick games. Yep. You know, like, we, we need wins. He needs quality wins. You know, and you lose to San Francisco badly. You have a chance to beat the Eagles. You play well, but you don't win. You know, they're losing. And they're, they're little things. You, you... They went to Arizona. They got run on, like, up and down the field by Arizona, Joshua Dobbs. So you know you've got three losses out there. And you're like, what's your signature win? You know, like because what will, what is being said might not be true, but it's being said that they're, they're classic front runners when they're getting takeaways, when they're getting sacks, when they're getting defensive touchdowns. They they just blow teams out, and when they don't get those things, like Jalen did a great job taking care of the football yesterday. But you know when they don't get those things, you know they're not you know they're they're losing. Or they're, you know, it's a tight ball game. And so, you know, if Dallas, like, I, I thought yesterday said a lot of good things about the team, but they got to find ways to finish games against good teams. Because as a player, like, if you're on the plane ride going home and you beat the Eagles yesterday, you feel like you beat the world, right? There's nobody you can't beat. That's what you're saying to yourself.
0: Especially in, the, in that fashion, coming back. In
1: that atmosphere, that, yeah. the whole thing, down 28 17.
0: That crowd is too, ridiculous. I mean, it's the greatest, aren't they?
1: And Bryce Harper's there. I'd like to see him at safety. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know he can play. <laughs> but, you know, look, I mean, how he said... I want Howie to see said, a breakdown of Bryce Harper. I, I, I know he's played football in his life. You just tell the way he plays baseball. But the thing is, is like, how he said this in 2017, how important the number one seed is. Yeah. Like, they've got a yeah. lot to play for. Yeah. Because if it's going to come through Philly, in that atmosphere, on that field, I don't care who it is. It's going to be hard to beat them. It is.
0: It just is. All right. Now let's talk about what happened Sunday night. We touched on Cincinnati and Buffalo, but man, then the Bengals. I, I gotta tell you, they, they, they're scary. Like you see now, if if Burrow can just stay healthy and stay upright, he had the fingernail last night. He had the
1: calf. He's still man. He's a warrior. That kid. He's a warrior, and he's uh, he just he's just so good. I mean, it's just. Like, even Jamar Chase, you know, for him, he wasn't a big part of, no, of the I game. Thought, listen, the tight I thought, listen, I thought Sean, I thought
0: McDermott did a great job. And, it, listen, the Bills' defense played well. Yeah. It played well last night. They took Chase out of the game. Yeah.
1: So, until the very end. But, yeah, you know, for the most part, look, to me, when I studied that game today, it just looked almost carbon copy to the playoff loss in Buffalo to Cincinnati a year ago. They got whipped in the trenches. They couldn't run the ball. It's way too much Josh Allen just trying to be, like, the savior, okay, running around, you know, running for it, you know, fourth downs, uh, touchdown run. Like, it's Josh running around. But he has to because they're getting beat up front. Like, you know, whether it's Hubbard or Hendrickson or DJ Reader, B.J. Hill, they couldn't pass a simple stunt on the right side in a four-man rush, like the basics. And Aaron Cromer's the offensive line coach, and he's a great coach. But they're not – they can't do the basics up front. They try to run a play to, you know, to James Cook, and, you know, they can't block DJ Reader, and he blows the whole play up. And so, like, they're just not dialing up a second run when they lose four in the first down. You know know what's
0: crazy is I I look at that AFC, and I go, I don't know who I like more. Do I like Kansas City? Do I like Baltimore? Do I like Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. And listen, and I know they lost last night, but Buffalo's still Buffalo. They're still a team yep. you have to you have to worry about. Miami's going to get better. You've made this point a couple times
1: defensively. That the Dolphins are, are going to get better. They're, they're going to get better because, like, they just for the first time all year they got Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey on the field and J- Jalen Holland all on the field together. You know, Jalen Phillips was banged up early in the year, but he's back right now. Jalen and Bradley Chubb are playing good. Christian Wilkins, like they they just. That defense has everything it takes to be a shutdown defense, and to be a defense that can take the ball away.
0: Yeah, yeah, and look, you know, again, the way they the way they play there, it it, it felt like it felt it last. Oh, night. it felt
1: like a playoff game. It did. It was a playoff atmosphere. It
0: did. It yeah. really did. Obviously, the, the history of those two, with Demar Hamlin, and that whole situation. What a uh, what, what yesterday was such a great day of football. I mean,
1: from morning. Nine thirty, 1, 4.25, I mean, 8.30. Like, it was four straight games. It was amazing. But
0: you and I, you, you were talking about this. The AFC is so much better than the NFC. From top to bottom, depth-wise, I mean, it's not even Well, you close. just think
1: about it. I mean, think about it. San Francisco at one point was 5-0, and okay? And they look like the class, okay? They get beat by Cleveland and Cincinnati badly, okay? So that's the AFC North. Baltimore has just seen Detroit and Seattle at home, and the last two home games annihilated them both. Annihilated them like the games haven't even been competitive, all right. And so Baltimore plays Cleveland this week at home, all right. It's going to be you know they're going to eat each other at some point, you know, like the 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 defenses in the AFC.
0: That AFC North is
1: uh, you never count Pittsburgh out there five and three on a bye week right now. Like, if the offense gets a little bit better defensively, they've got animals on that side. So, all of them are led by four great defenses in the AFC North. They're all top ten defenses. But I don't know. You can flip a coin, you know, between really Baltimore right now, you know, and Cincinnati. to well, ask you, who do you think the best?
0: If you had to power rank the AFC, how do you power rank them? Can you, it'd see be, you still one it or is yeah, It would be hard
1: to, to – because of what Baltimore is doing, it'd be hard not to put Baltimore one. Um, it'd be hard not to put Cincinnati two. Right. With, with four game win streak, but Kansas city is either two or three Cincinnati's two or three flip a coin. Uh, the way Cleveland can play defense, Deshaun Watson did not look good outside of a couple throws yesterday, but I want to give him some time. He's got to, he he needs, he just needs time. I don't know. Plus you're going up against Arizona Clayton. I mean, it was just, you know, it wasn't even pro football. So, um, but still, like, you don't let them breathe. is still blitzing when it's 27 nothing. He's still coming after him. So, like, you just, you, it's the no-mercy league. What, what's, let me ask you a question, because Schwartzy there throwing fastballs, man. He's pressuring. Oh, big time. Schwartzy here, not as much. Because he's got different personnel. He's got corners in Denzel Ward, Martin Emerson, Greg Newsome, Pitt that can flat-out cover.
0: I said LSU Delpit
1: man. Yeah, I mean, but he, but you know, he he was. I don't the guy have that, their defense. But you know, LSU, the linebackers uh, Walker and you know, and Coromoa, like they're fast, and so you know, it's way more than just miles up front right now. Tomlinson, Zadarius, like they've got depth. They've got a front, and then they they play tight man coverage behind it. You know, just as an aside, because you brought up Grant Delpit, I was watching uh,
0: Alabama LSU, which I I love, right. Man, the LSU defense. That's not the Patrick Queen. No, like that. They're a few dogs.
1: You know, wow, you know that's, D- that's that's that was DBU. I know DBU, and also uh, you want defensive to Daniel Hunter. Yeah, like you came you you came out of LSU. So th- there's a little bit of a something going on. This down kid,
0: there. that kid Milrow. Keep it. I can't wait for you to what draft time? Not this year because he's coming back, but he's young. But Milrow was out of his mind. Mm. And this kid, Baldy, struggled. You know, we got benched. This kid got, this kid struggled early in the year. And I'm watching him. And he just looked like he was unstoppable in that game.
1: Well, being humbled, you know, in college or pros is not a bad thing. You know, being benched is not a bad thing. You know, you know some players respond. I mean, you know, Jalen Hurts was benched yep. in the championship yep. game. The ultimate... Like embarrassment, being yeah. benched, and the guy too, that goes in for you wins the game. Like, but you don't you you you're jailing. Like you don't panic. You don't you don't transfer. You don't leave. You stick it out, and then you help win the Big Ten- 12 Championship game the following year. Then you go to Oklahoma after you graduate because you said you're going to graduate, and then you take you know, you're a Heisman you know candidate for the first seven eight weeks, and I, then you just do this in the NFL. Yeah, that
0: like, it, it's funny because. When you we're watching him throw from the pocket, I mean, I just got to tell you, I never thought, I never thought in my wildest dreams he would be that good. Mm-hmm. Like, you knew he would work at it and all the intangibles,
1: and he's got all that stuff. But, man, he's but good you know the the, the, throw, the throws to the outside or to the outside. You got to throw those with touch. You got to be accurate. He's a great deep ball thrower. But when you're throwing balls in the middle of the field, like, you got to layer throws because you can't just – Shotgun these aren't like you. Yeah. There's linebackers. There's defense line with the hands in your face. There's linebackers. There's you know underneath defenders. There's just all these different things in the middle of the field that the ball can get tipped if it's not thrown just right. Like it's just it. You know it's it's the it, it's the, the the den of the wolves right there throwing it in the middle of the field. The den of the wolves. <laughs> I
0: love it. I love it. All right. Now the one game, the one team that we got to talk about, and we're going to go into. It. Death a little bit, but there's some injuries. And Daniel Jones, the Giants are a mess. Yeah. But Daniel Jones gets hurt again, ACL, the whole thing. I mean, you just signed him. I mean, that's that's that's
1: woof. Well, you're kind of locked in. Yeah. But you know, this is two of the last three years have been really marred by injuries. Where he's, you know, we'll see with this. I don't know what the final status is. They're saying ACL, but I'm not guessing here. But, you know, obviously the neck two years ago, finished, you know, against the Eagles, didn't play another down. The neck this year missed a lot of time. Now it could be the knee. You know, but, you know, you look at, you know, Terod Taylor's out. All right, it's tough. But this is why teams that invest in quarterbacks, like nothing against Tommy DeVito, but maybe he should be on your practice squad and he should never be on an active roster. Well, in fairness, that'd I
0: mean, be Tyrod Taylor. Was, no, I understand. You know. I understand,
1: but still, you have to think, like, because it can happen. I played on a team in Indianapolis that was one of fifteen. We went through three quarterbacks. All right, and we're down to we had to go get a fourth quarterback off the street. Well, who was Jeff George? It was Jeff George. It was Jack uh, Trudeau, wow, and it was Jack Mark Trudeau. Herman. No, yeah, and awesome. Mark Herman. I think we lost three in one game down in Houston. Um, Love you, blue. I, you know, I think that was like the Astrodome. We lost three in one game. Yeah, so like you know, well, see that was that Eagles year. They lost Randall McMahon. Well, we lost we lost Bobby Brister. Yes, when we lost Randall one year. Brad had to, We had to go get Kenny O'Brien. Yes, off the street, and we were a good team, but you know we we fell apart. We didn't have a, somebody that could play. But you know that's what makes this Joshua Dobbs story so amazing.
0: Well, tomorrow we're going to dive deep because I got a new love. That's C.J. Stroud. Oh my God.
1: Boldy. the league. he was absurd yeah. yesterday. And he had to be because they're losing that game, you know, uh, 37-33 or whatever it was. That He had to go the length of the field, you know, uh, with two minutes and eight seconds to go to go win the game, for throwing that winner to Tank Dell. But, I mean, that was classic. Okay, you throw for 475 yards, but if you lose the game, who cares, right? you got to go down the field and win the game. And he goes down and wins the game. And, like, it's not even ice water in his veins. Like, I, I'm sure there, there, you could make some of that claim. He just, like, this This, year, this league is 104 years old. No, no rookie has ever done what he did yesterday. 474 yards and five touchdowns. It's never been done. I mean, how about his feet? We'll talk
0: about that tomorrow. I, I know. We'll talk about that tomorrow. All right. We got to look. There's one game left in week nine. It's Jets and it's Chargers. Another AFC. The AFC kind of hanger-ons.
1: How do you look? What's the matchup? That so I I texted the Jets literally a couple hours ago. So I I have to go up there on Wednesday. I do a lot of stuff up there. But I texted the Jets going, Do you have five healthy offense linemen? And they just they 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 report back to me and they're like, Are you ready for duty? Like it's just that bad. Like they literally have lost their left tackle, Dwayne Brown, Week One. They lost their uh, center, Connor McGovern. They lost their right guard Oliveira Tucker. They lost their backup rookie right guard Joe Tipman. They lost their right tackle and like they can't keep they, they just can't keep anybody healthy. Nah. It's just nah. And so okay, you go, well you just want to you know like Zach Wilson was awful against the Giants. but like honestly, I don't know what he was supposed to do. Like they' just they're, they're playing a fourth team center like it was off the practice squad. Um, you know, it starts with your center. Brees Hall makes one play. You know, a, a little check down screen. Literally, it's an, a state fair egg toss. Three yards, and he takes it 50 yards to the house. They score one touchdown a game. But defensively, they're so good in so many different ways. And I'm curious tonight, the Chargers, who have not been a good running team for a long time, can they can they run the ball against the Jets? Because if they can't, and you have to drop back and throw it against this defense, like, they, they just have – they just have you know eight barracudas up front that can get home. But if you're if you're
0: the Chargers, I mean, you ever used to Eckler out of the backfield like yeah. you did? I mean,
1: but the the Jets have speed. Like Quincy Williams is playing yeah. as good as any linebacker yeah. in football. C.J. Mosley, if you're just gonna check it down and screen it, like that's not gonna work. So I don't know. Quinton Johnson is you know he's in there for Mike Williams. I Haven't seen him do a whole nah, lot. The offense to support, through yeah. Keenan Williams or Kenan Allen. And so he's, he's been awesome in a lot of games. So, look, Justin Herbert, like, they have to win this game. The, the, the Chargers have to win this game.
0: I, I feel like I always say that about the Chargers. Like, yeah, I know. You know, it's mind-boggling because they do have ability, and their defense is decent, and they have such explosional offense. And I do like Herbert. I I do. There's, you know, I think he gets a little bit unduly criticized. I'm not well, he, hasn't been, he
1: hasn't exactly been a great gamer when it comes down to finishing games. Yeah. Like th- 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 it's a fair argument. Like there's All, nothing not to okay. like about it. But
0: wait, wait. There was the ge- there was the game against the Raiders 2 year, 3 years ago. If you All remember, right. it was rookie year mm-hmm. where they had there was a Monday night it was
1: the, with it, the final game of the season. Do You remember that where they both, they were both looking yeah. Yeah, the winner it's goes to playoffs.
0: If, if it's a tie, they both go. You remember that? Like, yes. that was thing, And you're going, why do you play? Anyway, if you remember what he had to do to get the game yes. to overtime. Yes, it was remarkable. It was two scores yes. and two two-point conversions yes. that he did it. Yeah, that's true. And I thought the kid was a winner. I think the coach is the issue.
1: Well, they changed the offensive coordinators. Yeah. Kellen Moore is there. All right, so the offense is different than it was. And he's running more this year than he did yeah. last year, even with the bad finger. Um, they're better in the red zone than they've been. Um, they're running the ball a little bit better than they did last year. But he's had chances to win games against Miami, against Tennessee, ball in his hands, you know, like he's he's not moving the team. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right, that's the last game of Week 9. Tomorrow we come back and we heart quarterbacks, that's for sure. C.J. Stroud we got to talk about. I mean, Joshua Dobbs coming in off the plane. You're, you're going to get into Professor Baldy, and you're going to let people know, how difficult it is to go run an offense—you have no idea. And what Minnesota did, it, which was a, which was brilliant, and almost kind of talking them through it like Cyrano de Bergerac. Well,
1: you, the thing is, is that um, they uh, every—it it, kind of goes like every team runs very similar concepts, okay. And so you you think more conceptually than you do think about the actual play. Yeah. So you could say, okay. Trips right, okay, look for – if it's man coverage, we've got this beater right here. If it's zone, look for, you know, the the, the the X on the backside. I mean, it could be just something so basic like that. And Josh has played in so many systems. He's been in Pittsburgh. He's been in Tennessee. He was hired – he was signed in Arizona in training camp and started the season. And he had – you know, he's had 10 games under his belt. So he's got familiarity with playbooks. Uh, save that for okay. us. Save it for yeah. me. I want to dive deep. Okay. What's dinner for tonight? Uh, what are we eating? Like you order it yet or what? Some meatloaf. Yeah. Some cold meatloaf. <laughs> nah, I don't
0: want that. Yeah. Can you go grill something? Uh, <laughs> All right. That's gonna do it for uh today's episode. Guys, have a great night. Enjoy the game tonight, and we'll see you tomorrow.